the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, we're here. We are live and local, high top Green Tree Hill, as a matter of fact. What is the deal? Again, we, we heard this on the weather forecast about securing... Securing, Secu- our... securing loose, loose items. <laughs> what is that? I mean, are we in Kansas? Is is the tornado coming? I don't understand when, like, the weather turned into, like, helpful hints. <laughs> and what kind of things are you securing? Like, what, what's out there? Like your rake? Maybe a snow shovel at this point? I'm not quite sure. You're, you left your jacket on, like, the newel post of the front porch? Like, what are we doing? We call it sensas- sensationalized weather. It's, it's a new thing we're trying here. I like it. Trying no. to scare the audience. I like it. it. Getting everybody all anxious. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You tie your coat down if you're outside, right? Something slightly unsuspecting. What the heck? Or it's making me unsuspecting. Oh, thanks. Well, I forgot to walk up the steps today. Oh. Remember I said on yesterday's show yeah. that I was going to walk? I didn't remember until I was up here and I was already working mm. that I I just didn't do it. Did you go back down? Take the elevator down? Because <laughs> you know what? I, no, I didn't do I that took a walk home. when I got home last night thinking, you know, I didn't walk Because you steps. were trying to keep up with me. No, just because I thought, you know, she's right. I, I just need to, you know, get out there and be more active. And then you hurt your foot. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's an old injury. It's an old theater injury. You know, people How many about, people can say I have an old theater injury? Probably more than you suspect, actually. Is that right? It can be a, it's a dangerous profession at times, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. There were times, of course, you're doing, you know, Shakespeare. There's rapiers and daggers and broadswords. I was in a show once with a guy, and they made a big deal about, you know, s- safety. And we were fighting with broadswords, like these big, heavy swords. And he came in and parried my sword, and he did it so, with such force, it bounced off my sword and into his head. Immediately, this giant head wound opened up. He was bleeding all over the stage. I was like, let's stop. I said, stop, stop. No, no, I'm going to keep on going on. You know, blood's rushing down. It was a, it was a horror scene. <laughs> so, so you were going to stop the performance? You should have seen the guy. Seriously, I mean, it was a mess. Eventually, the performance did stop because of sensationalized it? weather yeah, right. and broadswords <laughs> for John and Kathy. Right, see? I like it. That's what we're just trying to do here. This is Christian talk. Yeah. I, I also know. have I also have a happy birthday. I'd like to announce, oh, but can. only after the top four has been. Okay, done. All right, we're touching all the bases here today. All right, want to give something away or just complete the trifecta? We got something else to give away. I don't know. We gave away Penguins tickets last week, didn't we? We did. Yeah, the game's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Hmm. You going? Yeah, the Hurricanes. No, no, we didn't get tickets. Uh-uh. Don't you? I, I mean, when we give stuff away, I was kind of over three hundred bucks for a pair. Whoa, those are nice seats, <clears throat> are they? Yeah, yeah, they were very nice. nice. Seats. Uh-huh. 
but I wanted to go. Yeah, I know. But you're not they, legally. You weren't. You weren't eligible. No, it's not. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, Broadswords, tie your coat down, and penguins tickets. All that to say, uh, the news is uh, continuing to go. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the news stories. The top four at four. For Tuesday, November 29th, 2022, Mm -hmm. happy 27th birthday to Snowflake the polar bear who lives at the Pittsburgh Zoo. Hey, Snowflake. Good job. Snowflake looks terrific. I don't know how long polar bears live, but she looks terrific. Really? The life expectancy of a polar bear. Don't know, but it's a great day at the zoo. Does she have enough room to roam? Do you feel like she's... She, Are you going to go on your thing about the zoo? I'm a little. Oh, for she's heaven's sake! In. She's fine. She's 27. What you think she's going? We're just going to leave her up in Alaska. Uh, people are, you know, in isolation no. for year after year as Get well. It's the same. Number one, Chinese police have begun leveraging the powers of the country's surveillance state to go after demonstrators who participated in those rare public displays of defiance we all saw mm. on, you know, either national news or on our phones or computers or whatever. Um, after people just had had it with the government's stringent COVID control policies. According to the Wall Street Journal today, a lawyer providing legal support to more than 20 protesters from Beijing, Shanghai, and other cities said that at least 15 people or their families and friends had reached out just to her for help after being contacted by local police. Hmm. She said she suspected the police had used data from mobile phones, including apps used to monitor COVID exposure. Did you hear that? Yeah to track the movements of people involved in protests. Police were also scanning social media accounts to investigate protesters. That's creepy, isn't Those it? Those poor people, seriously. It's absolutely Thank creepy. God we live in a free society. Uh, the White House voiced careful support for the protesters last evening, saying people around the world should have the right to protest peacefully, while some members of Congress took a more strident tone. They did. Number two. Pakistan turns the power off for up to six hours a day, John, across the entire country. Ghana's government has frozen payments to contractors, stalling road construction and prompting schools to warn that they might have to stop serving student lunches. El Salvador limiting hospital services and programs for the elderly. All these add up to what's happening across much of the developing world, which is that there are cash-strapped governments that are having to cut spending and freeze investments so they can pay creditors as the Fed's interest rate hikes drive up borrowing costs. I did not realize until I read this really interesting story. It's very long and very much worth your time in today's CBS News about how the cuts are hitting some of the world's poorest people at a time when many are already reeling from all the economic shocks brought on by COVID, brought on by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, all of that put together, Um, aided by ultra-low interest rates in the West and Chinese loans, emerging economies over the past decade ran up record levels of government debt, which the IMF expects to reach 64% of gross domestic product by the end of 2022. I mean, there are some really heartbreaking uh, testimonials that are in this article. Ghana's president says this, quote, I cannot find an example in history when so many malevolent forces have come together at the same time. It's really heartbreaking. So check out the whole story. I mean, look, look how long it is, John. I'm like turning page after page, page after page. Um, oh, and I said CBS News. I was wrong. It was Wall Street Journal. Thank you. And number three. 
Eight months after the slap heard round the world, actor Will Smith sat down with The Daily Show host Trevor Noah last evening to address his confrontation with Chris Rock on the Oscar stage. He went on to say, quote, it was a horrific night, as you can imagine. There are many nuances and complexities to it, but at the end of the day, I just lost it. I guess what I would say is you just never know what somebody's going through. He said, it doesn't justify my behavior, but I realize that we just have to figure out how to be nice to each other. Because at that moment, all of a sudden, I was the little boy that watched his father beat up his mother. It's all of that. It just bubbled up in the moment. It's not who I want to be. And number four, after the rush of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, today is Giving Tuesday, an mm -hmm. annual commemoration of giving that has been celebrated across the country since its founding in 2012. According to Give Big Pittsburgh, that's a website, the initiative has raised $7.7 .7 million for hundreds of nonprofits since 2017. Mm. That's your top four at four. Very nice. And uh, USA Soccer, one nothing right now over, over Iran. Over Iran. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. I don't think the game's over yet, though. Anyway, very, very good. Uh, that's How, a lot. Did you did you know that about the debt situation in the development? No, it I sounds didn't horrible. Either. I didn't either. It's a it's really something. Malevolent forces, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to, hear, to hear a lot of those countries' leaders talk, there's okay, a of real sense of desperation there. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about genealogies in the Bible with Michelle Van Loon. This is a particular yeah, interest. Yeah, so that's the beginning of Matthew, is the mm -hmm. whole genealogy of where Jesus came from. What does it mean to us? Should we look more into it? It's coming up next. Right home. One point five W O R D. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kids' show; it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey tonight at eight on one hundred one point five Word FM W O R D. If you owe the IRS ten thousand or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1054. 800-987-1054. That's 800-987-1054. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. 45 years of God's Word. The Word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. Truth. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. Obey God, leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Dr. Stanley anytime on Local Now throughout your day. Your trusted source for biblical teaching. In Touch Plus, streaming free on Local Now. Go to intouch.org slash plus to find out more. 
I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. Make time during the busy holiday season to prepare your heart for Christmas. Request the Advent devotional titled, The Dawn of Redeeming Grace, from Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. In 24 brief daily readings, author and theologian Sinclair Ferguson unpacks the birth narratives in Matthew's Gospel to shed new light on this familiar story. Donate and ask for your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. The genealogy in the Gospels. The interesting thing is, right, of course, women were generally excluded mm-hmm. from the genealogy. Not in the genealogy of Jesus. No, Michelle Van Loon is with us. She's the author of uh, five books, including Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family, Ancestry, and Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Uh, Michelle, this is a fascinating genealogy. What makes you delve into this? Well, we all have our origin stories, mm-hmm. and... Um, As I was researching this book about our family stories, I started and kind of based the rest of my thinking on being able to follow the story of genealogy through scripture. We tend to kind of zap over it, you know, unless we're looking for a name for a gerbil and think, hmm, maybe Jehoshaphat (laughs) would be a good name for my new gerbil. A rabbit. Um, You know. That or Zerubbabel, um, we we kind of zap over those stories. And in Genesis, there are at least nine genealogies, and it kind of continues all the way through until we land in Luke and in Matthew that trace the story of Jesus back through the lines of both um, Joseph and Mary. So what's the point of the genealogy in ancient literature, Michelle? I think they they are um, kind of the um, brand mark, the imprint of exactly what God wanted people to know, that these were historical figures. There is a, a historical record um And particularly because of the Messianic promises in the Old Testament, this connects Jesus to those Messianic promises that are anchored in um, the promise made to and about David and David's descendants. It's an amazing thing to think that that Jesus being divine has Mm -hmm. descendants who are David, right? And who are... Rahab and who are, you know what I mean? Such a, such a vast array of people. So it, it, I mean, I know that we often, we talk if we are people who believe in Christ about Mm -hmm. his divinity and his humanity, but just thinking that he has that type of family, I guess Mm -hmm. is, is so shocking if you step back from it. 
Right. And that's, for me, holding together the full divinity of Jesus with the full humanity of Jesus is much easier when I can anchor him to all of the stories that came before. A lot of us tend to kind of flip open our Bible, particularly at this time of year, when we're reading a lot of nativity accounts, or we may be reading, you know, some of those promises are going, you know, those messianic promises that are found in the prophets, or we even just listen to some beautiful music, like from Handel's Messiah, and we hear those promises. But to be able to actually spend some time and to realize that there is faithfulness despite the unfaithfulness of some of the characters in this family tree that god kept his promise that god was faithful and that god continued not you know he didn't do like a workaround from some of these terrible characters some of them were pretty terrible but some of them were incredibly faithful as well, that we we have a Josiah and a Hezekiah um, in the account. And these people had pretty crummy parents and managed to find faith for themselves. God has no grandchildren, it's often said. And we see in these genealogies uh, a kind of a story of God's continued work with the people that he made, he knows us at our cellular level and um, he keeps his promises. This is pretty cool. Sure is. And Michelle, you you talked about this before the show. What I love about the genealogies is that women are included, right? I mean, in a male centric world, in an ancient world, uh, women were always largely excluded from the genealogy. This is not who we were interested in. We're interested in the, in the, in the men's families. Right. It's kind of shocking, actually, that we find not just one name, not just a one off. This is only in the the Matthew genealogy, which is found in Matthew one right at the beginning. Um, Matthew, Matthew doesn't start with a preamble. He just jumps right in. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah. This is how he starts his whole book. and, and situates Jesus as the son of David, the son of Abraham. So he positions him in the, the family of Hebrews that bore the promise that God gave to Abraham and then the messianic promise given to Abraham's descendant, David. But there are four women in there. This, like, who did, who does this? Nobody did this back then. But the names included are Tamar, who has quite a dramatic story. Um, She was the, um, I'm not even sure what you would call her, but she was um, the mother of one of the children that ended up kind of leading into the David story. But um, Judah was not very nice to her, broke a bunch of promises to her. Um, She was widowed and Judah did not keep 
um, his promises. She was widowed. Um, she was married to his sons and or a son, and he did not keep his promise about kind of taking care of her and um, continuing the family line. So she had to kind of take things into her own hands in um, a way that was very determined um, to get exactly what she knew needed to happen. Um, Rahab is in there. Rahab, we, we know her as a prostitute. We have Ruth in there. She was a foreigner. And then we have a mention of Bathsheba, although she's named here as um, Uriah's wife, um, who ended up becoming David's wife. But um, we know that David did not um, marry her under good circumstances or bring her into the family. And there's a lot of painful truth about kind of the underbelly of David's worst side of his character um, in regards to her. But these names are in the genealogy. Right, so those are messy stories. They are all super messy stories. And there's a bunch of dudes that are named that have messy stories as well. And um, that they're included, that the, it's not about a pure, perfect bloodline or a, a sinless kind of pantheon that led into the story of Jesus. There is mess, there is humanity, there is sin, and there is God's faithfulness because he made a promise and he was not going to take it back or overwrite it with, I need a plan B because these people are terrible. Right. And so here's, we just came through Thanksgiving and we're in the holiday season. And, you know, everybody thinks this. I'm sure most people think this. My family, we've got some characters. Yeah, we've got some characters in my family. And how can, how can God do this? I mean, so when it gives you confidence when you read these stories, you think, well, that's just how mankind has always been. And there's always been crazy people. And like you said, Michelle, some dudes. There's also some chicks in the Bible. Uh, they're just kind of out of control. And and this is who God used to unfold his salvation story. Yeah. And I, I think for all of us, um, this is a time of year when family is... Before us, we have the image of, of a family, an intact little family, mother, father, child, kind of at the center of so much of what we do. But behind that mother and father, foster father, adoptive father, um, the, the amazing role that J Joseph played is he stepped in to um, partner with Mary as as she carried God's begotten child, um, there it wasn't just a mother and a father and a baby. We see that those manger scenes, but all of the characters that went into Joseph's story and Mary's story are a part of that story of that baby as well. Michelle Van Loon is with us. She's the author of five books, including her latest, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Michelle, great to hear from you. We want to say Merry Christmas to you. Um, take care. Have a terrific you holiday in your warm climate. In your warm climate. Yes. 
Yes. Palm trees, just like in Israel. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to step away for just a minute. Uh, we got a story about impatience in the kitchen. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single, and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit oneplace.com today. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Want to save 50%? on new blinds blindster offers custom-made blinds shades and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers and right now save 50 percent off any order during blindster cyber monday sale hurry sale ends december 1st blindster.com 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word pittsburgh and on your phone via the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey Hey, ready to go? I sure am. My sleep has been great ever since I started treatment for sleep apnea. Well, nearly 30 million adults have it, including me. Now, let me guess. It was your snoring that gave it away? Mm. Oh, yes, it was. Intense snoring is one of the classic signs. Other signs include gasping for breath during sleep and daytime sleepiness. If untreated, the risk of heart disease and stroke increases. I didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear the treatment can help. Certainly can. To learn more about the warning signs, visit DefendSleep.com. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy tonight and mild with periods of rain late below 47. Windy tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm into the early afternoon. You can expect travel delays and isolated power outages. Also, make sure to secure loose objects the high 53, but temperatures falling to the upper 30s. Partly sunny and breezy Thursday will reach a high Thursday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Watching a series on Netflix about uh, Pepsi and the um, <clears throat> Pepsi Challenge. This is back in the 90s where uh, Pepsi was, you know, was giving away T-shirts. You had to sort of 
have a number of Pepsi points. When you bought a Pepsi, it took pair off, tear off a little sort of tag on the on the container, and that was one point. For a certain amount of points, you would get like a bag, a leather jacket was a great prize. But in the commercial, uh, they, they, Pepsi said, if you uh, get 700,000 points, you could get a hairier jet. And so these guys took it for, for real, and they went after Pepsi after they amassed the, the amount of points. It's a even long though, story. Even though that wasn't... Well, Pepsi yeah. said, even though we didn't put a disclaimer on it, we, people had to realize it was a joke. But anyway, here's a story about something similarly ridiculous, where a woman in California, in Florida has sued Kraft Heinz, because apparently Kraft Heinz sells um, um, mac and cheese. Um, Kraft it, mac and cheese is classic. Yeah, but this is ready in three and a half minutes. Okay. Microwavable mac and cheese. I've which never is, had which, it. Which is such a depressing idea. Microwavable mm-hmm. mac and cheese ready in three and a half minutes. It says ready in three and a half minutes, declares the package for Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese. But that is simply not true, according to one allegedly inconvenienced South Florida woman who points out that the figure accounts for just the microwave time. It does not include other time-consuming steps such as tearing off the lid, adding water, and stirring in cheese sauce. So she, along with her lawyer, have filed a $5 million lawsuit Stop it. against Kraft Heinz. Mm-hmm. $5 million she's wanting as part of this uh, class action lawsuit. Deceptive advertising, says her lawyer, and we're going to make sure that this wrong has been righted. Now, no surprise, this lawyer has a reputation for going after food companies for what they would consider detective proj- uh, products. That's outrageous. Uh, he went after Kellogg's because the strawberry Pop-Tarts marketing is deceptive because the pastries, pastries contained additional fruits, not just strawberry. He said Keebler and Betty Crocker were wrong to call their cookie and cake mixes fudge because they contained no milk fat. He took on Keering and Dr. Pepper over the words that appear on A&W root beer cans made with aged vanilla. 120 plus lawsuits. Anyway, the mac and, and cheese. And this is what this man does for a living. He this does. Is, this mm-hmm. is how he promotes flourishing on earth. Yep. He says, you know, look, he says, you know, it lays out the steps on the package. First, consumers must remove the lid, and then it goes into this. They should stir in the contents. Three and a half minutes is, is far too long for this. Um, so Kraft Heinz says we will vigorously defend this frivolous lawsuit. Can you imagine? Uh, people apo- see money the apo- wherever. The apocalypse is coming. It has to be. That's one of the worst stories. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, just- who, would, who would utilize oxygen as a human to produce stupidity like that? Yeah. Well, because people see an easy buck, right? I mean, hey, I'm going to go after somebody. Maybe they'll settle out of court and I'll make some cash, which is ridiculous. Coming up next, mm-hmm. Dr. Hugh Ross will be with us, astrophysicist and author. We're going to talk about your pets. Here's the question. Yeah. They go to heaven? This is a, we get this a lot. We, we get this question all the time. So we're passing it off to Hugh. Are your pets in heaven waiting for you? 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. 
It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. MyPillow is excited to bring you the biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Hey, it's John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. And get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The holidays are upon us. Folks are heading downtown to shop and see the sights. But the most stunning place just might be First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh with our sanctuary all decked out for Christmas. Best of all, we celebrate what Christmas really means. So come, bring your family and friends for Sunday worship, 1045 326th Avenue. Then stay downtown to eat and shop. The true light of Christmas shines at First Presbyterian Church. How is your drive to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I'm thankful for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eaton Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love. My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift. During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place. I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. In our backyard, we have a little pet cemetery going. We have uh, two dogs and a cat. And occasionally, one of us will wander up there with the kids, and there'll be conversation. Hey, hey, Gussie. See you in heaven. Mm-hmm. Hey, Spark. Hey, Rube. We have uh, uh, Raj and Abu yeah. in our yard. We also have Tom and Jerry, uh-huh. who lived there pre- with the previous owners. So we have uh, four cats out there also. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You love your pets, right? Oh Don't gosh. you love them so much? Yes. And and wouldn't it be great? You pass away and you get to heaven. And all of a sudden, they come running towards you. It'd be fabulous. So are pets in heaven? Is that really the deal? Hugh Ross is back with us. Hugh's a regular guest on our show. Hugh's a astrophysicist and author, senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe, an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. His books include The Creator and the Cosmos and Why the Universe is the Way It Is. And Hugh, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for bringing me back. 
Okay, Hugh, I know that you are a person who loves animals, um, and not mm-hmm. just pets, but animals in the wild. And John and I, of course, feel the same way you do. So before we talk about our, you know, our pets in heaven, talk about how you see pets you know, fitting in with with our knowledge of God and our experience of life on the globe. How are, how are, what's the role that they play? Well, I wrote a book about this called Hidden Treasures in the Book of Job, because the Book of Job is the one that really addresses what are called the soulish animals, animals that God designed uh, to relate to us and to serve and please us. All birds and mammals are in that category. And what causes them not to relate to us or serve and please us is our sin. And so these animals run away from us where they see the sin. But if you take the sin factor out, they're drawn to you. They want relationship with you. And so I talk about my trips into the wilds of Canada where I know people haven't been in 50 years. And there you get to see how animals behave where the sin factor is not in place. Uh, They're curious to start with. But then they approach you. They want to have touch with you. I mean, they really are designed to serve and please us and to relate to us. But I think there's a lesson in that. They were designed to serve and please and relate to a higher species. We human beings were designed to serve and please and relate to a higher being. And what I've noticed is when people have contact uh, with these birds and mammals, especially the wild ones, you see a very low rate of atheism. But where people have lost that contact, you see a high rate of atheism. These animals really were designed to teach us deep spiritual lessons. I mean, I've had a number of pets, just like both of you had pets. But the thing I notice is that, you know, when that pet bonds to me in a strong emotional way, that pet can be trained to do things that their wild cousins can never do. They outperform their wild cousins. And I'm an adult, adult convert. What I recognize in coming to Jesus Christ as Creator, Lord, and Savior, Savior as an adult, I could see the difference in what I was able to do as a Christian compared to what I could do before I was a Christian. So likewise, when we bond to our Creator, we outperform our unbelieving uh, you know, associates. So... Is there a reverse effect? Do humans become different or more human or whatever by relating well to animals? Well, the thing about animals is that unlike us, they're not sinners. And so I think one reason why we bond so well uh, with these birds and mammals is that they will love us uh, without condition. And so you see love like God wanted us to experience, even at an animal level. But again, that teaches us the potential of love that we can have uh, when you take the sin factor out and how we can really enjoy a loving relationship uh, with our Creator. And so I think that's why people, I mean, I've run into people who have a stronger bond with their pets than they do with their own children. Uh, It's because the pets are not sinners, their children are. And so, but that tells us about our longing uh, for unconditional love. We all long for that. And I think that's why we tend to bond so strongly uh, to these animals. So then, Hugh, go into the question about, will we see our pets in heaven? Well, I've run into friends who say, well, 
My pet dog, yes. My pet cat, no. I don't want to be. <laughs> and, Bite my ankles. I mean, we've seen. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, we want to choose which pets are going to be with us in heaven. And, uh, you know, there are Bible passages that people cite that say, well, you know, it says that these creatures go to the dust. Uh, it doesn't say anything in the Bible that they're eternal. We do see statements in the Bible that make the point that spirit beings, angels and humans, are eternal. We don't see any such guarantee uh, for the birds and the mammals. On the other hand, we don't see any Bible passage that explicitly rules that out. So my position is we can't give a definitive answer. We can definitively say that we humans are eternal. Uh, you know, whatever you believe about death, uh, there will be life beyond the grave. Uh, so, you know, as it says in Ecclesiastes 3, eternity is written in the heart of every human being. So we don't see that kind of passage for the birds and mammals. So you could conclude they're not going to be with us in heaven. On the other hand, there's nothing that explicitly rules out their presence with us in heaven. It does tell us in 1 Corinthians 2.9, that no human here on earth can possibly imagine or conceive how wonderful and good and rewarding life will be in the new creation. So if for some reason uh, my pet parrot's not going to be with me, or my pet dog is not going to be with me in heaven, I know God's going to replace that with something far, far better. God never takes anything away from us without giving us something much better for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So I'm not giving you a definitive answer because the Bible doesn't give us a definitive answer. Dr. Hugh Ross is with us, senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe. It's an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. You can check out uh, one of many books that Hugh has written, including Hidden Treasures in the Book of Job, which you just mentioned a couple minutes ago. Hugh, um, early in our segment together, you mentioned one of your trips, many of your trips that you've taken into the interior of Canada, yeah, looking for um, places where humans haven't been in decades. And I wonder if you could share some stories with us of what your encounters with animals were like, um, what, I don't know, what you gained from it, what you learned about the created order or God the creator. Well, I've taken my wife in a couple of places where uh, you've got these really big mountain goats. And what you discover is they really like hanging around you. You sit down for lunch. They don't want your food. They just want to be near you. And uh, they'll even follow you as you walk, uh, you know, on these uh, unmarked uh, areas. Uh, I remember once uh, I encountered a 450-pound black bear. He was startled. I was startled. But he took a look at me and then walked about 30 feet away from me and then just sat down. And I figured, well, if it's sitting down, it's not a threat. So I pulled out my camera, and he actually posed. He was looking at the camera in different directions and let me take several photos. And I had three colleagues with me, but they were about a half mile behind me. And they came up, and I said, I had this amazing encounter with a bear. And they just flatly disbelieved me. And I says, well, look, let me show you my camera. Mm. <laughs> there they were. Uh, and probably one of the more fascinating things was 
you know, in parts of Canada, you got these really big woolly marmots. Uh, they come in at about 20, 25 pounds, and uh, they, they hide in these uh, uh, moraine fields underneath the rocks. But this one saw me and then came out of its little uh, uh, rock cavern, jumped on top of a rock, and I was about, uh, oh, maybe eight feet away from it. On top of that rock, he did a dance for me that lasted about five minutes. He just wanted to entertain me. So, uh, and I got a whole lot of experience. I mean, I remember once being in a putt tent uh, all by myself uh, in the Canadian mountains. And I noticed as I set up the tent, these birds and these small mammals were watching me. And when I woke up in the morning, they were inside the tent with me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now wait. Yeah. Now wait. Now you've told that story before. I believe it's one of my favorite stories you've ever told. I have to get more details about that. So you wake up, and <laughs> who's in the tent with you? Well, I mean, there's these ground squirrels that are there. I mean, I, 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 my eyes open, and there was this creature just a few inches away from me, uh, and then there was these birds that were hopping around as well. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it was a wonderful experience just saying, they, oh, and just a year ago, I, uh, my wife convinced me to take this trip where we could be, uh, you know, with the whales. It's a place in Quebec where you get to see over 100 whales per hour. Wow. But what I noticed was we were in this little dinghy, and uh, there was these big uh, whales, are about 50 feet long each, um, and I saw three of them charging towards us and it says they're going to ram our little because we were in one of these little zodiacs they're going to ram us uh but at the very last minute they dove underneath uh, our zodiac swam out to the other way and they came back and did it again and again they just wanted to play with us and there's a verse in the bible that tells us uh that the whales like to frolic with the ships Mm. and i think there's one reason why we almost wiped out the whales the whales have such a strong affinity with humans that they came towards the whaling ships rather than running away from the whaling ships. And therefore, we almost wiped them out. Fascinating. Uh, just like we did with the passenger pigeons. Right. I mean, the passenger pigeons got wiped out because they would fly towards the hunters rather than away from the hunters. Mm-hmm. So, and it's sad. Wouldn't it be fun to have passenger pigeons around today sure would be. and have yes. that strong affinity for humans? Yeah. I mean, anytime, you, anytime anybody feels close to an animal, right, it's a really special feeling. Hugh, just for, as a sidebar, the animals notwithstanding, when you say you're in places in the wilderness where you think no one's been there for the you know, for 50 years or more. That is so remote. There is such a, a singularity of isolation. What is that like to feel the wind and to hear nothing other than God's creation? I mean, you don't hear trucks. You don't hear people talking. You just are there immersed in the surroundings of nature. Well, when I was a bachelor at the University of Toronto as a graduate student, I would take vacations literally completely by myself, no other human around. And I would go to places where I know humans hadn't been. And yeah, there's something you feel. I mean, uh, you hear every possible sound. Uh, You see what's happening with the eagles around you. And and then there's the beauty of the place. And so looking up at the stars and just realizing, even here, uh, God's with me. And, uh, 
you know, I tell people I'll often walk into an auditorium to speak to about 500 angry atheists, and I realize I'm not alone. God is with me. But I can recall taking those vacations. I could feel the presence of God, especially felt him when I was in something that was really remote like that, where I knew it was a three-day hike before I would see another human being. Do you get scared? Uh, For some reason, I never got scared, but I don't take big risks. So, like, if there's some kind of big storm coming up, I'll say, well, I'll come back here some other time. I'm not going to take a big risk. Yeah. Hugh, you're fascinating. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're grateful for those stories. Thanks, Hugh. It's been my pleasure. Our pleasure. Okay, check out Hidden Treasures in the Book of Job by Dr. Hugh Ross. Also, you can check out The Creator in the Cosmos, Why the Universe universe is the Way It Is, and also Improbable Planet, among many, many others. Very interesting man, Hugh Ross. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for healthcare. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true. The typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited-time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings, great health care. Find out more. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. 
This Christmas, start a new holiday tradition that your whole family will enjoy. Museum of the Bible is celebrating the sounds of Christmas. You'll hear live performances from Keith and Kristen Getty, Point of Grace, Mark Schultz, and renowned university ensembles. You'll also see Bells of Bethlehem, the first exhibition in the U.S. featuring six bells from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. All this plus family-friendly activities, crafts, and sweet treats every day. Get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org. story about um, a brother and a sister and the brother who is uh, 28 years old was treating his younger sister uh, a present for graduation to go on a five-day cruise on a carnival cruise ship nice present yeah and um, they departed from New Orleans and we're gonna travel to some islands uh, five days in in the journey and so the first night on the cruise which was last Wednesday they were, as people do on cruises, at the bar. Hmm. And the brother said to his sister, it was 11 o'clock, I'm going to go to the men's room. I'll be back in a few minutes. He never came back. Well, they were sharing a stateroom. And so the sister went to bed. She woke up the next morning. No brother. She walked around the ship looking for him. No brother? She grew concerned. So she contacted the captain of the ship through through measures and the crew started a search. And then at 2.30 that afternoon, the captain on Thursday contacted the Coast Guard. And they said, we believe that someone's gone overboard. So the Carnival cruise ship turned around to go look for this man. And then the Coast Guard, as they are wont to do in these situations, sent out teams of people and alerts to all seagoing vessels. There was a man overboard. Fifteen hours later, 15 hours later, someone aboard uh, a large cargo ship spotted the guy (gasps) in the water, doggy paddling. Stop it. They sent a helicopter ship to rescue this guy, lifted him up, and they said, considering he spent 15 hours in the water doggy paddling, other than some hypothermia and some issues with uh, needing some hydration, he was in pretty darn good shape. 15 hours, the guy doggy paddled. (laughs) They call it a Thanksgiving miracle. How is that? First off, do we have any information about how he ended up in the ocean? No. No. But you can imagine. That that had to do with alcohol. Alcohol was involved. They were drinking at a bar, so he probably went to the whatever and tipped over the side. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not like you could just tip over the side. I don't know. You know what I mean? You have to be trying pretty hard. I don't know. I, You know what I mean? I, who knows? They don't go into that. They just say, man overboard. How do you doggy paddle for 15 hours? Wouldn't you? Well, of course, I guess it would It would be in warm water. It's probably a Caribbean cruise, right? Yeah. It's not like it's an Alaskan cruise and he's going to make it for that long in the My water. wife and I were talking about this this morning. She said, well, you could do like the dead man's float. Right, yeah, then you could become the dead right. man. If that would have been me, I'd have been dead within five minutes, maybe ten. Seriously, I would have just sunk like a stone. <laughs> I know it. I, so obviously, the guy was in good shape and had some swimming skills, the wherewithal to survive for fifteen. Now, the area that they searched was seven thousand nautical square miles, which apparently is equal to the the size of Connecticut and Vermont. 
Talk about a needle in a haystack. And there's one little guy yeah. in the... And so how big were the way? I have so many questions. Yeah. They call it a Thanksgiving miracle. How are you in the water? I'm not a good swimmer, as I've just said. I mean, I spent a lot of my life swimming. Did you? Yeah. When I was little, I How long do you think... Lot. I mean, it's like, you know, the old Noah thing. How long can you tread water? Well, uh, what do you think? Well, here's I mean, the thing. I could probably tread water for a long time in calm water. Yeah. But the ocean is not calm water. And then factor in Swimming like... Swimming in the ocean is hard work. Yes. How about the psychological factors of despair, hopelessness, I'm going to die. Right. This is the end. Terror. You have to fight against that, thinking someone might come and find me. What about sea creatures? Like, yeah. I mean, of whales. course, the shark. Instead of you talking about that. Whales or whatever. Yeah. All those c- things combined. And you don't have a... Seriously, that freaks me out. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Not... I don't want to go on a cruise anyway. No, I don't Let alone either. But drink I, at a bar I, and a cruise eat. at eleven o'clock at night and fall overboard and spend fifteen <laughs> hours in the water. Think he got his money back? Probably not. Oh. <laughs> Holy smokes! Gosh. People right. are amazing. Coming up in the next hour, holiday traditions. Why celebrating them could keep you from being left behind when Jesus returns. That's next. The ride home. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, President Biden, reluctantly asking Congress to intervene and prevent a nationwide railroad strike. Worried about the economic fallout of a nationwide rail strike, President Biden has asked Congress to intervene. He said, as a proud pro labor president, He was reluctant to override the views of union workers who voted against an agreement reached in September. But he determined that action must be taken to avoid the economic impact of a shutdown, which he said would be devastating. Greg Clugston, Washington. The city of Houston lifting an order that called for more than 2 million people to boil their tap water before drinking or using it. The boil order had been in effect since Sunday. In Doha, the U.S. men's soccer team with an early one to nothing lead over Iran in World Cup soccer. The Dow is down 75 points. The Nasdaq off 82. This is SRN News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well... 
You know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door. We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast. With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof, set healthy rhythms between work and home, and build a rock-solid marriage. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise? Join Alistair Begg in August 2023 to renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered as he shared the gospel along breathtaking cliffside villages. Simply call 855-565-5519 or visit DeeperFaithCruise.com for all the details. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy tonight and mild with periods of rain late below 47. Windy tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm into the early afternoon. You can expect travel delays and isolated power outages. Also, make sure to secure loose objects the high 53, but temperatures falling to the upper 30s. Partly sunny and breezy Thursday will reach a high Thursday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for being with us. I was talking to one of my sisters earlier today, and uh, she told me that uh, they are, they're bringing home her father-in-law, my brother-in-law's father, who's 96. His name is John, John Rickers. He's been a, a pastor all of his life, primarily uh, in Michigan and Virginia. But um, 96 years old, both Mr. and Mrs. Rickers are still alive. But Mr. Rickers is now in hospice care. And so my sister and my brother-in-law brought him home to their house where uh, the doctors have said uh, he'll probably be gone in two weeks or less. And, And, of course, if you've done this in your life, if you've been a caregiver for someone who is medically fragile, passing away, and you know that the end is near... It's a very heartbreaking, very fragile, very difficult, but at the same time, very beautiful process for the families, for the people involved. It, it can be, I'm not going to soft sell it at all. You, you, if you've done this, you know, it can also be horrific as well, watching someone you know and love die. Well, in Canada, 
There are laws now on the books that allow people to choose when and where they want to die. It's called uh, the MAID laws, uh, um, medically assisted, uh, let me see, what is it? Uh, medically assisted disabled laws that allow people to be eligible. Canadians, adults must have an irreversible and advanced illness or disability causing, quote, unbearable physical or mental suffering. Now, next year, the Canadian government has said, we will open this up to people who are suffering from lifelong depression, and all that you need is uh, a prescription from your doctor. So we saw in the dispatch today, this is a, a, a newsletter that Kath and I subscribe to, and they start off with talking about a man, Michael Fraser, who is known as Church Mike around his Toronto neighborhood. He died at the age of 55 this summer after his longtime doctor administered the lethal drugs that Mike had requested. His wife, Anne, hugged him and whispered, I love you, I love you, I love you, as he died in his bed. Now, Fraser's doctors, this piece, this article says, isn't sure about that his patient should have died this way. Quote, professional standards were met. It's legal, but I do feel guilty. Dr. Navarda Prasad told the Toronto Star, quote, someone you know and care about is dead. As a doctor, there is doubt. Could I have done something differently to reduce the suffering? Now, 10,000 Canadians died this way this year, uh, up from uh, 32% change up from 2020. It accounts for 33 of all deaths in Canada. 3.3% of all deaths. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's... It's already among the most lax in the world. The measures are set to grow even more permissive. As I said, starting in March, they'll allow people suffering solely from mental illness to seek euthanasia. Opponents of the law, of course, argue they diminish the lives of people with disabilities yes. and can create pressure on people mm-hmm. to kill themselves. Quote, persons with disabilities may decide they're in their lives because of broader social factors, such as loneliness, social isolation, and lack of access to quality social services. Uh, the United Nations wrote in a letter to Canadian leaders last year warning that the country's expanding laws could violate the United Nations Human Rights Declaration. A social assumption might follow or be subtly reinforced that it is better to be dead than to live with a disability. Sure. I mean, this is already true for people with Down syndrome. Right. Such concerns are not hypothetical. Roger Foley, again, I'm reading from the dispatch hospitalized with a degenerative brain disorder in Ontario, recorded his conversation with a hospital doctor of ethics earlier this year in which the ethicist reminded him a stay in the hospital would cost north of, quote, $1,500 a day. And hospital staff raised the idea of assisted dying unprompted because of the cost involved of staying alive. Canadian Sheila Elson, whose adult daughter has severe medical conditions, including cerebral palsy, said in 2016, a daughter, a doctor brought up assisted suicide for Lewis in front of the young woman oh, and told Elson she was being selfish when she rejected the idea. Of course, financial considerations have played an Man, even clearer role. That's incredibly dangerous. That is incredibly dangerous. It's down. It's it's immoral. The phrase that they say is, die with dignity. Yeah, right, I know. Central to most right. proponents. 
support for the uh, practice. Advocates of assisted death argue it allows people to end suffering on their own terms and timing rather than have no choice but to endure long illnesses. Of course, you get that. Or disabilities that they find unbearable. Uh, Belgian Paralympic athlete Marikiva Root, whose degenerative muscle disease caused seizures, partial paralysis, and other symptoms, waited 11 years after obtaining euthanasia authorization to make use of it, said she benefited from knowing she had control. I just wanted to have the papers in my hand for when the time came that it's too much for me, when day and night someone has to take care of me, when I have too much pain, she told the New York Times. So this is a, a, a look, if... if of the deaths in Canada are from assisted suicide. That's a wretched sign for society. It is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, now there's a a commercial. It's a terrible choice that country's made. Yeah, yeah, the commercial that you mentioned, uh, we both watched before uh, we went to air today. It's playing nationwide on Canadian television. Yeah, it is a Canadian retailer by uh, the name of Simons, and they are promoting assisted suicide in a new, um, in a new advertisement which features a woman who died by assisted suicide last year and she's talking about what she wanted her last days to be like um when if you have ever walked with somebody through a difficult illness the number one thing that they are lacking that they need from you is hope they also need support they need a ride. They need compassion. They need a lot of things. They need a lot of things. But in my experience, the number one thing they need is hope. And anyone in a medical community who would be in a room with somebody who has an illness and say, boy, have you considered assisted suicide? Well, clearly there is no hope. There's no hope. So you've just you've killed that option in their mind and you might as well have killed them. I mean, that's just it's that essential to the human spirit at a time of such great challenge. Life is sacred. It's not for us to choose. Just isn't. Well, if it's in Canada, how long will it be Mm -hmm. here in the United States? Because uh, I'm really grateful that the U.N. reached out to Canada Mm -hmm. and said, you know what, this like think about what the unintended consequences of this are I mean even say you agree with the fact that people who have a degenerative illness or something of great severity can choose to end their own life the unintended nature of it is that someone who has a disability is sees themselves as being too expensive invaluable a burden burden, or you know not uh, something someone that's who's a drag on society and the the people who are behind this, which of course I'm sure took many many years to come to the forefront, I'm sure they don't believe that they're doing something wrong here. That they they believe, I believe, that they're being compassionate towards the dying, mm-hmm. right? And of course, again, as I started this segment, talking about my sister, caring for my brother-in-law's aging parents, people suffer. It's it is yes, it is very hard one to die. And two, to care for the dying. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for a person to die. If you've ever seen someone, if you've yeah. been on that journey, I mean, very few people die, you know, in the, you know, sort of the analogy, he died peacefully in his sleep. That's right. I mean, it's a, it's a minority. Death is a very difficult, ugly, painful process. And what death is the enemy. <laughs> it is the enemy. Death is the enemy. 
the reason that we rejoice is because the enemy's defeated, not because the enemy's less the enemy. Your own father on his deathbed recognized the truth of Jesus Christ yep. in his life. Yeah. Anyway, it's a story worth considering. How do we care for those around us, ourselves one day, mm-hmm. who will cross over? Take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about Christmas with Jay Slocum. Pastor Jay Slocum next here on the ride home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, WORD. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a Springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender, it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. And the taste, mm mmm, a taste of days gone by. A Springhouse Hickory Smoked Ham makes a great corporate gift in a big Springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half Hickory Smoked Ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paws. It's good medicine. He sent me to. One of our holiday traditions is in peril. And I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but for years, since our kids were babies, we'd walk, we'd drive out to Camp Joanne's, which is a Christmas tree farm. 
and uh, we walk in the woods, acres and acres and acres. We have a, we have a saw, and uh, we, this tree, no, no. We, it, the, the rule is group consensus. We finally, you know, choose a tree after, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour or so. Then I get down, or one of the guys now, because they're big enough, we get down and saw that thing down, and then guys in these four-wheel drives come by, and they pick it up and and then put it on top of the car. We pay, and then we go have lunch. It's just one of the things we've done for a long, long time. I love these Christmas traditions. Well, Pastor Jay Slocum is with us. Jay's, Jay's been a regular guest on our show over the year. And to talk to us about holiday traditions and how to keep from being left behind. Jay, welcome back. John and Kathy, thank you for having me. So, Great being with you. Yeah, so holiday traditions, Jay, do you have them? Is that something that you personally observe? <laughs> Yeah, as John was describing Camp Joanne, I was thinking of Hozak's Farm in Raccoon Township in Beaver County, where for the last 20, 23 years, my family has gone and gotten our own cut-down tree. We go in the hayride. We get our little ticket to get two hot chocolates. My girls go and get a an ornament up in the barn. And then we used to drive to Armstrong's until COVID, and now I make my own wings. And uh, we... Uh, put our Christmas tree up and, and the tradition is every every year when I drag or carry the Christmas tree into the house there's a picture taken nice. so we have a sequence of me bringing a tree in for the last you know two decades fabulous plus. you see yourself aging with the tree one, yeah yeah <laughs> and that's just one of many many uh traditions so yeah it's interesting we we're uh we were out at Hosex on Saturday getting our tree and and, and our discussion turned morbid actually around uh how traditions shape our lives and the loss of tradition and what it does to us and and i was commenting to my my kids about uh the the sadness of people not observing funerals and not um participating in the ritual and tradition of burying your dead and not having places to visit those who've passed away and uh, I, I think it's tied into what I what I've been thinking a lot about, and and that is that traditions are not just silly sort of things or arbitrary things. They actually are very formative for our spiritual development mm. and health as Christians. So, what happens? What do we miss, Jay, if we don't observe them? Yeah. So let's take um, let's take the funeral. I had. I, I had an hour conversation with a, with a person who runs a funeral home in a cemetery, and he said that um, that there's a growing, uh, emerging sense of of um, shock and trauma of people not knowing what to do when a person dies or how to deal with their death. Mm. And he was very articulate about explaining how. The gravestone and the grave site and the burial and the church service and the saying goodbye and the closure and the physicality of burying a person um, helps a person to honor the dead and to come to grips with the process of dying. And that even cremation is a denigration of that. It's it's better to do that than to not do that, but it's still not as powerful physically for a, for a person to deal with 
And I know when I was talking to my family about this, we talked about how wonderful it was to be able to go visit my 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 family cemetery. I, we have a family cemetery in New York where there are there are um, members of my family that go back 250 years. Wow. And that really is a powerful thing. It, it draws you into this notion that you're you're part of something bigger than yourself. So I, I've been thinking a lot about that. But the funny thing, Kathy, is that I am doing kids ministry mostly. I, I minister to about 90 kids every week at my church, and I run a kids, pro, kids program with my wife. And this first week, uh, this, this last Sunday was the first week of Advent. It's this church season, if you follow a church calendar, where it's the first Sunday of the year, getting ready for Christmas to come, and it's Advent 1. Mm-hmm. And the readings are not kid-friendly. The reading for this last Sunday was that, you know, a woman would be left in the field, and that there would be mourning and weeping, and no one knows the time when he's coming. And it sounds like, you know, a zombie encounter. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, and we had to figure out, how are we going to program this for kids and help them to understand um what it means to get ready for Jesus' second coming. So we focused on on what it means to get ready and how powerful getting ready for things is, and subsequently, how wonderful it is that we have traditions during this season that help us get ready for Jesus' birth Hmm. and Jesus' return. There's a lot to that. Yeah, okay, so then what do we do? I mean, I, I love following along the church calendar. And, and of course, as you said, first Sunday of Advent. Now, people who don't follow along the church calendar, what would that look like? What does it even look like for you know Anglicans to get ready for Jesus' return? What are you doing? Yeah, so when you, let's say, let's take first what, what happens when you don't engage in the church year. There are passages that are very uncomfortable and realities that are very uncomfortable that you might not choose if you didn't follow the church year. So who really wants to, who wants to preach on Matthew 24? Read the, read the chapter. It's, it's really apocalyptic and it's very difficult and it's, uh, it's not something that's easy to preach on. So if you were just kind of doing your own thing, you could, you could easily just skip all that. And the irony of that is that those passages are there because Jesus wants us to remember that he is coming back. And if we don't attach ritual and activity and symbol to our lives, we'll easily forget that and just go about life mm-hmm. as if things are just going and going and going, and there's not going to be an end time. Yeah. So the Advent season for us as Anglicans is we, you know, we do a, we, we do a drive for um, the young families make, cookies, we do a jar with all the ingredients with M&Ms on the top, and it's really pretty. It looks stratified with with flour and brown sugar and, you know, um, all the ingredients. And then there's M&Ms at the top, and it's in a pretty mason jar with a beautiful ribbon. And there's an address for a person over 70 that a young family can make cookies and then deliver to somebody who's in the elder generation. So the Advent tradition is for us during that season to participate in, in acts of penance, to participate in acts of service, to prepare for what it looks like to be a participant in the kingdom where we don't put ourselves first, we put others first. 
rather than just sort of the consumerism of Christmas, right? And that really does prepare us for, it it helps us to be the kind of people that are going to be ready when when Jesus returns. Mm. Boy, that's interesting that that's going to make us into the right kinds of people. Because of a tradition. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And traditions are really habits, right? And habits are the Mm -hmm. things that form us into, if you never brush your teeth, then they're going to rot. If you always brush your teeth, then they're going to have healthy teeth. So our habits form us into people. And and that's, I think, what these church traditions do. They actually form us long-term into the kind of people that um, are are rounded out biblically, that we have we have a sense that we're eternal souls, that um, what we see today is not everything, that there is, there's a greater reality than ourselves, and that things aren't as they should be. There's death, and there's sadness, and there's brokenness, and that Jesus is eventually going to fix all that. And that's what we're waiting for. But we have to have a readiness about us. We can't be left uh, like the one of the wor- virgins who didn't have her 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 wick her wick trimmed and her lamp was mm-hmm. not ready, you know. So there's a sense in the scripture that we we ought to be ready. But I, I've I've come to realize in my older years that these traditions are actually not silly things. They're not even arbitrary. They're actually really vital. They help us to actually be people who get ready. So I, I would caution churches to um, to hold on to these traditions like Advent or Christmas or Epiphany, their Easter season, rather than jettisoning them. And if you're a pastor, to adopt them if you don't. Uh, And and there's a measure of, I mean, uh, the tradition gives us a sense of homecoming, just as though you drag the Christmas tree through the front door and a photograph is taken years from now, years and years from now, when you're long gone, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren will look at that and and they'll see, you know, your strength, your courage as a man to, to continue on, despite the difficulty, the adversity of what life is, there's a, a great sense of power in that. You, there really is, John, and and uh, isn't that what the scriptures are just full of? Story after story after story, and we read in Hebrews. You know, there's a whole section in Hebrews of of celebrating people who had faith, um, and they didn't see uh, they didn't see the the outcome of the gospel, but they had faith that it was coming. And they go mm-hmm. through a whole series of people from Noah to Abraham to the prophets to the kings, um, and we're we're a part of that. You know, yeah. we're a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to a city with foundations, right? Mm-hmm. His architect and builder is God. That's right. Yeah. That's Jay Slocum. Uh, Jay's a pastor in Pittsburgh and joins us on a regular basis. Jay, we want to say happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Our best to your fam as well. And thanks for your courage and faithfulness yeah. with us, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Great well, to be with you. You as well. MyPillow is excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. Hey, it's John Hall. Last Christmas, you made My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code WORD. That's only $49.98 a pair. 
You'll absolutely love my slippers. And now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 now. Again, use promo code WORD to save $90 on the original MySlippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wokow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Friday, December 2nd, Memorial Park Church presents a free Christmas benefit concert with Nicole Nordman. Along with special guest Jason Gray. Your goodwill offering will help support the work of Educations, a nonprofit committed to educating students in Sierra Leone. Nicole Nordman with Jason Gray, 7 p.m. December 2nd. Get free tickets now at edunations.org slash concert. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. To pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life-changing experiences. They miss out on the things that make being a kid fun. Starlight Children's Foundation has delivered happiness to 17 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and healthcare facilities. Our programs entertain and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy tonight and mild with periods of rain late below 47. Windy tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm into the early afternoon. You can expect travel delays and isolated power outages. Also, make sure to secure loose objects to high 53, but temperatures falling to the upper 30s. Partly sunny and breezy Thursday will reach a high Thursday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. All right. Does this make sense? Does, does this make sense? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Should I start? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you got there? Yeah. Vaseline. <laughs> Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Does Vaseline make sense? Mm-hmm. I guess it. Oh already... wait. There's a theme music now. Yeah. Does Vaseline make sense? <laughs> I've never considered. I rarely use Vaseline. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I, 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 I'm sure it's in the medicine cabinet or in our kitchen or in our bathroom cabinet somewhere, but I, 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 I you're struggling, Kathy. I am. What do you, does it, what do you, I don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> Does it make sense, John? This is the first time you played this well, game. Well, it's been around. He doesn't care. <laughs> it's it's been around for a long time. So, I, I, based upon its longevity, I would imagine that for a lot of people, it does make sense. But for me, I, I have no need for it. I, so it doesn't make no. It makes no sense. It makes so much sense. What? I can't think of a thing that's more sensible what? than Vaseline. You use Vaseline. I, there's not a day that goes what? by what? that I don't use Vaseline I for something. I never imagined. It's the, it's, it's the most frequently used product probably in our home. What? In your home? Yeah. I, yeah. It what makes are you that using Vaseline sense. for? What don't you use it for? What are you, a Vaseline? You use it, I mean, what, any possible skin issue. You get a burn, you burn yourself cooking. You put some Vaseline on that. What? You say you, you're you're riding your bike and you skin your knee. You put some Vaseline on that. Really? Say you have uh, your your hands are dry in the winter. You put some Vaseline on that. Really? Say your eyes are a little dry at night. You put some Vaseline, some Vaseline on that. On really? right. right. What have I been missing all I mean, this time? I don't. I, I don't know. Say you know I, I was really? work I was working with a pen the other day yeah. and like I couldn't get the top off the bottom some like Vaseline. Could put some Vaseline on that I'm telling you I can't think of an item what? that's greater to have around I've got those big tubs I've got them on each floor get out what a different tub of Vaseline on every floor of the it's, Emmons household yes it's not in the Hall House oh, I, now all you I can say my interest. I feel sad for you. Well, to me, it doesn't make sense. If you put Vaseline around your eyes before you went to bed, it would really? make you feel so happy. Really? I'm going to try tonight then. I'll find some Vaseline. I'm going to go and buy. I'm, I'm convert. <laughs> I'll bring you I'm, a tub. No, no. I don't want a tub. Too much pressure. I'll start off with a little thing. All right. Does this make sense? Movie trailers. Here's the deal. I go to the movies. You watch the trailer. Then I, the trailers run like three minutes, four minutes. I kind of go... I don't even want to see the movie now. I know what the movie's all about. If there's a movie out that I want to see and the trailer comes on, you know what I do? Close my eyes, put my fingers in my ears. Like you're and, a six-year-old. And hum to myself so I'm not aware of what's going to happen. The trailers, th- do they make sense? I love a trailer. I, I love everything about a trailer. Yeah. I watch them all the time. Yes, it makes sense. So does Vaseline. The heck? 101.5 WORD. In the battle for America's Christian values, Charlie Kirk and TPUSA Faith have stood strong, helping equip, engage, and empower generations of Americans to defend their faith. We're in a fight to save our country. Now they need your support, covering the cost of resources. And thanks to a generous 75K match, your best gift will be double. double. Help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Make your gift online at wordfm.com. I remember getting dumped in fourth grade. On Tuesday, I was heartbroken. By Thursday, I had met a much nicer friend. In high school, I remember mom not letting me go on a dude's trip over Christmas. I was crushed. Till they all got food poisoning on day one and spent the whole trip not Christmasing. It's Ryan. And the weird point I'm trying to make is, sometimes a positive can come from a negative. Currently, mortgage interest rates are up a bit. But one good thing is coming from it. Home prices are a little less crazy and not flying off the market quite as fast. We're seeing a lot of listeners who are taking advantage and finally buying the home they've wanted. Yes, rates may be higher at first, but their strategy is to find a dream home today while they can and refinance tomorrow when things finally settle. They've already dropped in ounces of late. If that's you, we've got a direct lender advantage that can often save you money and a $1,000 lender credit at closing. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. 
Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit oneplace.com today. Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it! There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. There is no job that is fun all the time. <laughs> no, that's true. Of course. Right. Every job is difficult. It can be, you know, angst producing. It can be anger producing. It can be difficult. It can be, you know, difficulties between people. And there can be angst that keeps you up during the night. Yeah, but and on the flip side, you to... some jobs can be a blast. Super fun. Right? Super fun. In fact... Um, in the history of my working, I don't stay at jobs that aren't fun. Yeah. Because I just, I'm just not going to do that. Right. You got to have fun. Right. There's a lot of laughter that God has given us to mm -hmm. enjoy. And so, yeah. Um, and when you look back, you in particular, John, at your employment history, yeah. how many fun jobs did you have? How much fun did you have in your jobs? I, I would say generally, for the most part, I, I always have fun in my jobs, uh, unless, you know, it just becomes, you know, the responsibilities become overwhelming. But, you know, I mean, like you, I, I want to, I mean, I, I mean, I still work in a funeral home. I, I, I mean, I, that, that was, the people that I worked with were fun people. They, they were. I mean, no mm -hmm. one was, you know, making fun of the dead or anything. But, you know, there, there was a sense of camaraderie. I think that's the thing about the job. You're all in this together. And so your personalities get to shine, right? People goof around, people joke, people laugh, they tell stories. I've always had fun at jobs. Um, and have you particularly left jobs because they weren't fun? Oh, <laughs> my Kmart job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you I, were selling appliances. Mm -hmm, yeah, I had no clue. I mean, I was 16 years old and I was selling, you know, stoves and refrigerators. <laughs> I was just. I think I was more embarrassed that I didn't know anything about what the heck I was selling. I always, I always have fun in my jobs. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, you walk around and you talk to people. Look at this place. This is a fun place. There's, yeah, it is. There's some great personalities here. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Corporate culture. Corporate culture can be a buzzkill. Right. That you have to follow certain criteria. I left a job because it wasn't fun. Really? Oh yeah. What, what job was that? It was a horrible job. I'm not going to talk about okay, it. Right. 
Um, but it was a horrible job. And what was not fun about it was it wasn't the work. It was the fact that there was one room with a lot of cubicles in it. And all of the people in the cubes ended up having petty fights. Mm. And I just thought life is too short. Yeah, yeah. I always tell my kids, hey, guys, when you get a job, avoid the cubicles. Yep. I don't want to. I've never I worked mean, in a cubicle. Yeah. Oh, you never have. Never. Oh. Never. I would I would die in a, in a cubicle. I'm too. I, I, look, we're free here. We walk right. around. You know, blah, 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 blah. I, I just I can't be contained in a little chair. You can't be contained. In a little. It's too no. much. That's it's too true. much to bear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's an article I saw about a guy who was fired because he wasn't fun. Now, this is a French company, and uh, France's highest court has ruled that a man who was fired by a Paris-based consulting firm for allegedly failing to be fun enough at work was wrongfully dismissed. The man was referred to in court documents as Mr. T. Mr. (laughs) Ironically enough. Pity the fool. Right, Mr. T's fun. After refusing to take part in seminars and weekend social events that his lawyer argued, according to court documents, included excessive alcoholism and promiscuity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a lot. Mr. T had argued that the fun culture in the company involved humiliating and intrusive practices. Uh, he, uh, including crude nicknames and obliging him to share uh, uh, functions with work employees that were not kind. In a judgment this month, the court said uh, he was entitled to his freedom of expression and refusing to participate in social activities was a fundamental freedom under labor and human rights laws. Uh, he was fired for professional incompetence in March of 2015 for allegedly failing to adhere to the firm's convivial values. Convivial values? Mm-hmm. Where are you reading from? Uh, from uh, today's New York Times. The company also criticized his sometimes brittle and de- demotivating tone towards subordinates. It's not the first time that a company's drinking culture has come under the microscope. A number of recent incidents have highlighted the entrenchment of alcohol in white-collar professional mm-hmm. cultures. Yep. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first off, he was reinstated. So the no-fun guy is back mm. after being much more unfun than anyone expected he could be right. by raising a lawsuit. So now the whole work culture is horrible there. Right. Okay, it's much worse than it was. If you with. don't have – I mean, I think most people – if you don't have fun in your job, what's the point? I mean, every, everybody a has A lot to, of people don't care about that. Uh, money. Money. Yeah, everybody, right. everybody has to make a living. I mean, I get that, right? Right. But your, your work has to be enjoyable no, to show I think, up. No, I don't think a lot of people- Do you want to no, suffer through years lo- and years no, of that? No, I don't. But I think a lot of people go- Do you think your dad loved going to the Switch? Well, I think my dad- um, Look, my dad always at dinner time told stories about what happened during the day. I'm not saying, you know, it was like the highlight of his life, but he showed up and he had friends there that we knew because he talked about them. They became our friends through association. That's the nature of relationships in in your workplace, right? Now, how about this? Have you worked in places where you were good friends with people, left the workplace, and then never engaged with those people again? Yes. That's pretty common. Yes. Right? But while you're there, that... Right. It's an important thing. It's really important. Okay. Let me bring this up. I have a um, a friend who is probably early 20s, recent college grad, first job. Okay. Um, landed a great one. Actually went and um, this is a young woman who I, it's a long story how I know her, um, but she went and interviewed for a job, mm-hmm. um, didn't get that job. 
But while she was interviewing, somebody saw her and called her back about another job in the same organization. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So she gets the job, and uh, she's 24 years old, working with most people who are significantly older than her by at least five years. Intimidating. Intimidating. Uh, The job involves a lot of travel. Um, so she's going to all different parts of the United States Very and nice. here, Very and nice. she's really enjoying it a lot. Um, here is a, a big factor for her is whenever they go to another city, say they're going to a meeting in Indianapolis or whatever, uh, let's meet in the bar and she doesn't drink alcohol. Now she doesn't have any problem with anybody else drinking alcohol. But it's just a decision that she made not to drink alcohol. And I don't really know what's gone into that. I haven't asked her. But it got awkward pretty early on because because alcohol was such a part of how that corporate culture functioned. Yeah. So she felt pressure to drink because of that? Yeah, she, she felt a lot of pressure to drink. In fact, it became a situation where her supervisor had to pull her aside and say, hey, we need to talk to you. What? You better drink on the job? She didn't say that. The supervisor didn't say that. Um, And the supervisor was a he. The woman I'm talking about is a she. So he did not say that. Um, She did not relate that story to me, that she was pressured by her boss. But what her boss did say is, help me to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so she explained whatever she explained to him. And he said, okay, well, that's okay. But like, we're not changing who we are for you. She didn't ask to be changed. She said, right? I didn't ask you for that. Yeah. I never asked you to. But she said it did. She feels like at this point that they're beyond that. And so they're in a good place. But for several months, it was it felt very, very weird to her, mm-hmm. especially after the conversation. Well, you know, some people in the drinking culture, people who people who do drink, look at people who don't drink as a little weird. Yes. Right. I mean, and, that's and almost. She felt like they looked at her as untrustworthy. Really? Well, to, to be fair, you know what that's why well, you, you don't know what this. In a bar situation, when people are lubricated, you develop bar camaraderie. Mm. And so you develop deeper, in some ways, you see that deeper relationship blossom because of that, you know, it's 2 a.m. and you guys are, you know, having a a bottle of scotch. I mean, I God help it. Uh, th- that t- seems to me like from a different era in some ways. Yeah. That that's... I, was, I was surprised, to be honest with you, that it was such a big deal to her in this job in 2022 because it seems like Mad Men to me. But you, you're young and you want to succeed. And so if, you're, uh, if you don't have that relationship, you're excluded from that. She What's was never corporate... tempted. This was interesting to me. She was never tempted to drink because what, from whatever her issues are, yeah, she's yeah. already uh, – already decided not to but she definitely wondered if she took the wrong job mm-hmm. it doesn't like a fun job yeah so i mean i don't know if it's a fun job we haven't really talked about that but i thought that the alcohol culture is one that especially was reinforced during covid mm-hmm. and you know all of the zoom parties Especially, I saw this a lot with women. Women were, you know, having parties with their friends, you wine know, parties wine on parties Zoom. on Zoom. Um, it was a big deal. Because people get were lonely. Because be- I get that. I get that. But being lonely and getting out of your loneliness with alcohol is a bad idea from the very start. Yeah, I, I get it. It's idea. a very complex thing, Kath, right? I mean, you know, you don't drink. I used to drink. 
too much. I don't drink now. But I, I, I get that. I mean, you know, you want to just relax a little bit and hang out with your buds. Sure. And, you know, I, I get that. So have you ever had a job where alcohol was a, I mean, well, you I were worked a as a bartender. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I shut down the bar. I would go to after after hours bars. After I would, you know, finish my shift at my bar, then we'd go to an after hours bar. I'd walk. Sometimes you'd walk out of the after hours bar, and there'd be sunlight, and you'd go, "Well, it's another day." I mean, I got many, many, many stories about drinking on the job, but yeah. that's just what it was. I don't know. Look, I don't want to. I want to go back to <clears throat> having fun, having fun on the job. I don't, because you brought up my dad, and you look, look, many, many guys, many people, men and women, working hard jobs, police officers, paramedics, people who are working in factories or in Amazon warehouses. Those are very, very difficult. I don't want to be under the impression that you know every job's got to be a ton of laughs. I'm just saying. That if you don't have some form of levity on your job, that levity greases keep, the wheel and keeps, keeps you, you alive. It keeps you sane, right? You got a buddy at your work who's my, you know what I mean? That's necessary. I just think yep. I, I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know that. Right. We have fun. We right. laugh here. You know, I walk around the halls and I'm singing and talking and right. seeing people, and that's so key for for your just sanity yeah. showing up. Yeah. It's difficult to, to work, uh, you know, how many hours a week and have a good time doing it and still be productive and think I did a, I did a good job. And you can have fun after hours with alcohol. You can also have fun after hours without it. A hundred percent. Look, when I first stopped drinking, I was really uh, self-conscious about it. Were you? I was thinking, oh, I, I've, I'll become something different or, you know, there's something weird about me. I remember like going to a wedding and turning my glass over like now I could care less. Yeah, no, the culture's changed. You either drink or you don't. And people recognize that or not. If you've got a problem with somebody not drinking, that's your problem. I mean, that's all. Anyway, take a quick break. Come back. Heaven help us. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65+, Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 800-PSALM-16. That's 800-PSALM-16. 800-PSALM-16. 
Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments, and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called, and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that can Consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1 800 936 5496. Can you repeat that? 1 800 936 5496. That's 1 800 936 5496. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443. 0700. Want to save 50% on new blinds? Blindster offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped to you at prices less than big box retailers. And right now, save 50% off any order during Blindster's Cyber Monday sale. Hurry, sale ends December 1st. Blindster.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's estimated that some 2 billion people around the world eat insects on a daily basis, mostly for nutrition. But there are a lot of people who eat critters that we would find disgusting, and they find great enjoyment in it. There's an article about people who get together and um, they eat mealworms together. Oh! Mealworms on top of pizza. Like we want like some pepperoni, some anchovies, mealworms, and you know what? Uh, okay, so blind taste test. Oh, People tried it. They said it tastes pretty good. What did I just eat? And then oh. they were told, and then they were kind oh, of creeped out by it. Disgusting. All right. Oh my gosh. The edible insect industry is ramping up. One report which predicts the market will reach nine point six billion dollars by twenty thirty. Consumers can also already find foods like salted ants on Amazon. Cricket powder protein bars in Swiss grocery stores. Recent years have seen uh, stories extolling the virtues of insect eating. People eating crickets, right? Any kind of, I mean, I can, you can understand why you do. Have you, you've traveled to third world countries. Yes. People will eat just about anything, right? Yes, that's true. Um, I am looking, I'm on Amazon mm-hmm. and I'm looking up. Uh, edible insects, bag yeah. of mixed edible bugs, mm-hmm. grasshoppers, crickets, silkworms, and sego worms for fourteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Where's mm-hmm. that coming from? I wonder. I wonder uh, about the, you know the I cleanliness know. of it all because that probably uh, that's probably a big barrier for people. Right. It's right below the um, USDA bio based pest control spray, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic if you yeah yeah think about it. Too well, much. look, most people don't want to eat a cow that looks like a cow, right? We have dark chocolate covered crickets. Uh-huh. 
We have grasshoppers, gourmet edible insects from Mexico. Uh, we have real crickets to eat. That's actually what it's called for twenty five dollars. Uh, Bud's whole roasted crickets, uh, one quarter pound for seventeen dollars and fifty cents. Would you have a chocolate covered cricket? Mm, I that is disgusting. It's chocolate covered. I, I mean, know it is. And I, I know a lot of people eat them, and I'm sure that I'm grateful that they have food. Um, I have zero interest in ever trying an insect. In your travels? Never. I've never. So I have been to third world countries and I've eaten a lot of crazy food. things. I had the stinky bean in stinky uh, bean. Indonesia. Stinky bean is uh, incredibly potent. Really? Incredibly. It smells kind of, uh, it's hard. it kind of smells like garbage. Potent ooze. It, ta- it doesn't, ta- it tastes fine to me, but it, the smell is truly wretched. Huh. Um, I have never had a bug. Never. Have you eaten a bug when you've been traveling? I can't say I remember that to be too. Yeah. But look, I mean. Have you ever been asked to eat something? Oh, I mean, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, traveling. We've all been asked to eat something you, you don't want to eat. Because you want to be a good yeah, guest and right. people feed you and you right, go, right, yes, right. I will eat so this. So maybe we did eat bugs. We may have. Because, you know, I was with people who I, who's, I didn't share a language with, so I could right. have eaten who knows I what. I mean, you don't want people to starve, do you? So no. people will eat just about anything that... That's the bill. Protein however, is protein. However, I'm I don't want to spend seven ninety seven for it on uh, Amazon. Well, you would have got yourself a Cyber Monday deal had you waited. Hey, thanks for being with us. Podcast is up and running after we leave the air. God is good. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ed Morrissey of. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.